You're listening to the Art of Parenting podcast. I'm your host, Jeanne-Marie Penel. My intention is to share with you simple tips and tricks that will make a huge difference in your life, as well as giving you all the support and encouragement you deserve to enhance your parenting experience. I've created this safe place for us to explore the issues and concerns that matter to you bringing you clarity and solutions with Q&A sessions and inspirational conversations with world-renowned experts in a variety of fields. I've recently created a private community for us to continue these supportive and uplifting conversations. Click the Join the Art of Parenting Community Here button on this page and I will see you there. I'm a firm believer that parenting was never meant to be done alone, and I'm here to debunk the general consensus that it has to be hard. A warm welcome to you, and thanks for tuning in. Hello, and welcome back to The Art of Parenting. This is your host, Jeanne-Marie Penel, and I'm coming to you from actually my bedroom on Sunday, May 10th, 2020. It is Mother's Day here in the U.S., and I wanted to spend some time with you alone reflecting on what is Mother's Day for me personally, and just wanting to take time to commend you, all the beautiful mothers out there, whether you are expecting, you have children, older children, grandmothers, you haven't been able to have children, you don't want children, Um, everybody, to me, all all caring individuals are mothers to each other. And today for me, uh, yes, it is Mother's Day, and I celebrate in it because I am fortunate and grateful to have had the privilege to be the mother of two beautiful human beings, two young adults, And I also spend this day in remembrance because I have been a motherless daughter for the past 18 years. My beautiful mother, Perdita Houston, and I will put a link below on on the show notes on kind of her amazing life. Uh, But to me, she was my mom, and I miss her. I just wish that I could ask my mother for advice sometimes when I'm mothering my own children. And uh, it hasn't always been easy these past 18 years of not having her around. And yet I am so, so fortunate to have had this amazing human being raise me and really show me what it is to be a strong woman, first and foremost. Uh, She was one who spoke her truth, who really um, was very independent. At the age of 20, she got on a boat. She was born in Maine in 1936. And in 1956, she got on a boat from, I think, New York to France to study abroad for a year because she was studying here in the U.S., There was McCarthyism going on at the time, and she felt that her education and the uh, intellectual 
independence of her professors was being tampered with. So she left, <laughs> which for a 20-year-old, I think is pretty amazing. And uh, there she met my father. And, you know, that was a whole change. I think she really had gone for just a year abroad, ended up not returning to the U.S. until 17 years later, a single parent with two daughters, my older sister and I. And uh, so, like I say, I was privileged to be raised by her, and I was also um, honored to be with her when she took her last breath um, in December of twenty. Uh, of 2001, excuse me. And um, so, yes, so today I just wanted to share a little bit about that and kind of what some of the um, chapters or episodes in my own life that were really made me who I am. And I think it is thanks to, to my mother. So one of the first things was the fact that I was born in Tunisia, Tunisia in North Africa, small country sandwiched between Algeria and Libya. And at the time, in 1961, Tunisia had just become independent. And my mother and my father and my sister were living in Algeria. My father was uh, a French citizen. He was drafted in the French-Algerian War, a physician there. And she, being the independent woman that she was, did not want to give birth in a country that was fighting for its independence and flew to Tunisia, who was already independent. So that I thank her for that because I am able to say that I am the third generation of French born in Tunisia, and, uh, and it's a beautiful country. So that was one kind of big event. And then later, much later, when I was 17 years old, I was in high school, um, actually in San Diego, La Jolla High, and I had been, I had returned from France to live with her, and uh, I had done my 10th, my 11th grade, and in the middle of my senior year, uh, my mother was appointed as the first female to be the director, the regional director of the Peace Corps. The Peace Corps, uh, if some of you know, is divided into three regions, Sub-Saharan Africa, um, Asia, and then there is this other region called Nanip, North Africa, Near East Asia, and the Pacific. And that is the region that my mother was um, appointed to, to you know, supervise and such. And so being in the in my senior year, this was right before Thanksgiving, I remember, and uh, Thanksgiving is around November, she, you know, has this, this appointment, which is uh, quite a, you know, big, <laughs> big responsibility and, and an exciting job, but that meant that we needed to move back to Washington, D.C. So it was myself, my uh, brother, who's 12 years younger, and my mother, and at the time, she gave me three options. She gave me the option to stay in La Jolla and finish my high school, uh, you know, graduate as there at that high school, and my grandmother was living here, so I could have lived with my grandmother. Or second would be to move to Washington, D.C. with her and my brother and uh, try to integrate another high school 
you know, and that can be a little difficult in the middle of your senior year. Or the third option, she said, well, you could just drop out and uh, one of the, the, the only way that I will, you know, kind of let you do this is that you find a volunteer job that you're really interested in and want to dedicate. And secondly, I want you to study all of the countries that I need to travel to on my first diplomatic trip, being the director of this region. And once, uh, and, when, and you can go back to school the following year. So I think you probably have all guessed, I took that option and uh, I left the high school I had been in here and we moved to Washington, D.C. I volunteered at the National Children's Museum, which was an amazing experience. They actually later hired me, and then I would spend the other days, the afternoons, at the National Geographic's library studying all of the countries that we were to visit. And we went on a five-week trip around the globe. And that, to me, has marked me forever. I ended up actually celebrating my 18th birthday in Tunisia because Tunisia was one of the countries we visited. So it was a pretty amazing um, trip. But I just wanted to tell you the story of how forward-thinking my mother was because to give this 17-year-old those types of options and to trust that they will choose what suits them best, you know, I just have to commend her. And I think this is also a lot of what I try to tell parents as much as possible is that you really have to trust yourself and trust that what you're doing for your children is really in their best interest, but also trusting that they are making good choices, right? She gave me these options and it was amazing. I actually bought my first uh, camera in Hong Kong, which was the first place uh, we landed. We, we left um, from San Francisco in Hong Kong was where we spent, I think, two days. And I remember buying my camera and photographed that whole trip because it was beautiful when she would be in all of her official meetings and such. I would be very well taken care of by the Peace Corps volunteers and would, uh, you know, visit different places. Sometimes I would also kind of roam around by myself. And, and it was just, I just have very, very fond memories of that trip, of meeting some amazing people, of having some fabulous experiences of you know, meeting uh, boys, I remember boys in an orphanage in North Yemen, or going to, you know, leprosy colony, all of these things that, as a 17-year-old, I think really opened my eyes to to the entire world, uh, even though I had traveled before, this was just eye-opening, and I think changed me forever. So that was something that I wanted to share with you as I am remembering my um, lovely mother. And some other things that, uh, you know, she did that I'm, I'm proud of, proud to be her daughter. Uh, she was authored five books that were all dedicated to women and families. 
um, I think her experience in Algeria and Tunisia also opened her eyes to kind of the the inequalities of the world. And she really dedicated her life to giving women, especially women of the third world, a voice. And she wrote books. Uh, her first one was Message from the Village and then Third World Women Speak Out that were very much about, you know, as she said, giving the voiceless a voice. And um, so... So yes, just wanted to to share that. And today, you know, we talk about mothers being those who who bear children. But I really have to say that some of her friends who did not have children have been mothers to me uh, because I'm able to take counsel in them. And so I just want to you know really give a shout out to to all just beautiful, caring women, we, we are all mothers somehow, whether we, are, we carry children or not. And, um, and today I also want to dedicate this podcast episode to all of the uh, mothers who are health workers, who are essential workers, as we are dealing with a global pandemic. Uh, this is, like I said, it's the year 2020. It is May 10th. Uh, I am in entering my ninth week of confinement due to this global pandemic. And I think this has been very hard for, for many, many parents, um, mothers. And when I see stories of mothers who need to separate uh, from their children just to protect them, from you know, health nurses, doctors who are going into the hospitals caring for uh, those who are sick but are not able to return home to be with their own children. I just, um, my heart goes out to you, and I just want to dedicate this episode um, to you. So that's really all I wanted to share with you, and just remember or just remind you, really remind you how amazing you all are to be parents of young children, of older children, of grandparents, all of the caregivers, the teachers and such, because we are raising the next generation and we really need to give them all the tools to be able to adapt to this changing world that we're in. I mean, geez, look at the situation that we are in right now. And to me, this is also Mother Nature giving us a real wake-up call and giving us an opportunity to choose something different. You know, when I hear people saying, oh, I can't wait to go back, I don't know as if I want to go back. I want to go forward and I want to learn from what we have just experienced or are experiencing and will continue to experience because we've been in confinement, but now reopening and, and you know, how are we going to manage all of this? It's, it's, it's you know, it's crazy <laughs> to, to, to think of all of the logistics and just even our habits and, and everything. I've actually created a little care package uh, that I will put in the show notes as well kind of a digital care package, some of the things that I've been doing and, and such to 
to help us along. But in, in that, I was saying how there are so many new habits that we have developed because we've been restrained in our uh, being able to, to move and go shopping or, or shopping has just become so um, kind of, for me, a little bit of you know anxiety of having to, to put masks and be careful and all of this. So all of that has kind of changed our habits where people are starting to have gardens. Uh, I know a lot of families that I work with have been saying how happy they are to be having family meals every day and cooking together and all of that. So I'm hoping that some of those we will be able to sustain and to continue because I think those are all very positive habits and I think there are things that we had kind of lost track of and that we were you know, kind of in that very hustle bustle, you know, take children here and there and, and a, a schedule that was just too much. And I know these past few weeks having, you know, taken things off of my calendar um, has been quite nice, to be honest. I do, you know, I definitely miss being out and doing live workshops and things like that. I continue to do some online. And at the same time, I'm happy to hear how many families are actually taking stock in the fact that slowing down has been something good and has made them realize that they don't feel they need to go back to, uh, you know, being pulled in all sorts of directions. So be thoughtful, be intentional about how you want to uh, come out of this and it is your choice to continue however you want to continue. So again a very happy happy Mother's Day to all of you. Um, I know for me this morning I was definitely sad. I did a little bit of crying and and just because as, as I mentioned I just miss my beautiful mommy and uh, but at the same time I celebrate in having two beautiful children my son is home I did get to see my daughter on zoom because actually that is a beautiful uh, new tradition where on Sunday my entire family meets on zoom and it's been wonderful so I get to see her and that was that was nice so I will leave you with just um, continue being the wonderful parents, um, mothers-to-be. Um, you are powerful, and, uh, and I'm here to support you, to encourage you. I send you love and support. And I will, we will resume to a more traditional podcast episode with interviews next week. But I just wanted to take this time today to share my thoughts, my love, and, um, and I will be back. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Art of Parenting. And if you did, please make sure to share it with your loved ones. And do come share your takeaways in our private Facebook community. I'd also be grateful for a review on iTunes so it can get heard by many more. And remember, if you've got a question, let me know. I'm here for you. Till next time.